It's Wednesday, February 12th, and this is Rev Thoughts, snackable conversations between Tim Thompson and myself, Joel Pilger. Our topic today is climbing the value pyramid. I think I had almost an epiphany of sorts today. Uh-oh. <laughs> that I want, yeah, I want to talk about this thing we call the value pyramid, but I, so, so if you don't mind, I want you to explain it, but I, I want to give everyone some context first. Sure. So uh, you want to just give the basics of the value pyramid and uh, kind of how we see it and, and how that relates to a production company? Yes, but here's, here's the reason I, I wanted to get into this today, because as you know, I'm ramping up for my next jumpstart that starts next week. And I'm working on some improvements in this second week where we get into positioning, which as you know, is like the, the toughest week in the whole nine-week process when people have to do all this navel-gazing and figure out who are we and what do we stand for and what do we do in the world and all this stuff, right? It's, it's excruciating. But what I noticed is you and I have been, I think, almost backing into this discovery that we call the value pyramid that I would generally call what? How a creative firm evolves and grows as it increases its value proposition over time, which I'll have you explain in a second. Sure. What I realized was that this journey of positioning, when you think of creative firms that are stuck in this place where they don't really know what to say to the world, they're not really clear about what it is, what they offer, and what makes them different. I had this realization of, oh, they're at the bottom of the pyramid. They're stuck down there, and sure. they, 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 they don't see that there's this, this evolution or opportunity to increase the value that they're offering the marketplace. And then once they do, of course, they can communicate it through their positioning and a lot of great things start to happen. So I'm evolving the worksheet, the homework, all the things that we're going to do in the positioning week in Jumpstart to help people understand that and apply it, which yeah, I thought I was great. really cool. I'm, I'm super pumped about this. And then I, I realized, but you know what? This value pyramid concept is still so new. It's almost, uh, I would say, just something that you and I have been kicking back and forth over the past year. So tell me, how would you summarize this idea? Sure. First of all, I think you're onto something because really obvious is that the jobs you get or the job engagement you receive is the result of your positioning, right? So if you put yourself out there as um, as a commodity, hey, hire us by the hour at $500 a day, and we'll, we'll, we'll execute you know, a certain service for you at $500 a day, then the client's going to engage you that way. If you put yourself out there and saying, I'm a creator and um, I, I will develop an idea for you that then you can then go sell for hundreds of thousands of dollars, then that opportunity and that positioning allows you to capture higher value for similar time or similar results. Um, and that's really what we were looking for when we were thinking through this value pyramid <clears throat> is how do we explain to companies that there's more to the market than what they currently are capturing um, in that first level, which we call the commodities level. And the commodities level is a pretty, that's the lowest level of the pyramid. And it's pretty simple to understand. It's the, it's the thing we do. So we edit at, you know, at so many dollars per hour, or we 
We have a camera and we rent it to you. We have graphics designers and those designers are doing their job, guaranteeing a certain output within a certain amount of hours and accepting those results. Right. Um, like we sell, we sell tools and time or even things like space. Like we have a studio and you can shoot here. Um, yeah, exactly. And I even like to put, I even like to lump passion into that because how many times do we hear people say in their positioning, we're passionate. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> everybody is. I'm not going to pay you more based on the fact that you're passionate. That's everybody's passionate. So it's, it's now become a commodity. That's pretty funny. I like that. It's really, it's true, right? So um, one thing we recognize is that if you take multiple commodities and you wrap them together and you position or sell that, what you're selling is a service. In other words, you know, you hire us and then we will go find those commodities and then put them together. We will get a bid um, from those commodities. We'll get a timeline and a budget. We'll put that in a nice package for it and sell it to you as a service. And, and then so that production let's company. Think of an example. Is, yeah, sure. So maybe an example, right, if, of a production company is we're going to take talent, we're going to take uh, time, we're going to put these certain tools and skills that we have together, and we're going to call it a branding video. And it's like, okay, now we have a service called branding that is that combination of all those commodities coming together into some, some new offering. Well, yeah, and, and reverse it for a second. So the client's coming to you, a service company, and saying, I need a branding video. Right. And the reason they're asking you is because you know what, what the recipe is to get that branding video out. And, the commo- and you already have those resources or commodities that combine together to get you know, certain executed results out of it. And, and you know, there's well-positioned companies that get beautiful results. So they get you know, better requests of certain services or they get requested more often for certain services. And their you know, end result is always on time and on budget. So they're really good at providing a service. But in reality, what they've done is they've taken a request from a client, hey, make me a branding video, and then went and found the talent, put that onto a schedule, you know, converted that schedule or time and the rate that they have to pay and gave it back to the client with a markup. And that's a service business. And I think it's safe to say that most creative firms that we work with have made that leap from commodities to services, but they probably, most of them probably think that's, that's the end game. Like that's it. We have services that are cooler, faster, more talented, more, beautiful than the next guy and that we differentiate that's what our expertise is and they kind of stop there that's a very common place to stop yeah i almost feel like this is the first conversion of a business owner from a freelancer you know with an llc to a business or a service-based business with an llc um, just because you ha- you've filed corporation paperwork doesn't necessarily make you a business you could still just be a freelancer under a, under a corporate structure, um, it's really when you start getting clients giving you the problem to solve. Hey, solve this problem for me. And then you control some of the elements of solving that problem. They're not dictating it straight to you. So mm-hmm. if you're, if the results are, if the uh, requests are dictated to you, then you really are just a commodity and ask, can you sit, come here Monday to Thursday, $500 a day, sit down, do this work for us, leave your commodity. Yeah. Which is a lot like an employee who just has a job. So now if what, what happens if we, if we 
uh, wrapped services together. Walk us sure. to the next next level. So yeah, imagine that. So just like uh, taking multiple commodities, uh, wrapping them together creates a service or services. If you take multiple services and you wrap them together, what you've created is strategy. And and the example I use here is what most marketing agencies do or used to do, which is they went to their client and solved a problem of, let's say, a, a marketing campaign. Hey, you need to reach this demographic. Um, you need to get your product moving at this kind of a pace. Um, we need to get you understood and positioned in a certain field um, in competition with, you know, with other brands in your space. And we'll wrap up that entire strategy and get approved for the strategy. And then the agency and the brand engage in executing that strategy. And then the agency, the strategy company, hires the production company to shoot one commercial. And then they also they also uh, pay or hire a, a marketing agency to buy their ad sales and ad positioning. And they would hire an online um, web content industry to develop web content and a web strategy. And they're hiring out separate services that all come together to meet that strategy. Mm. So it's multiple commodities make services, multiple services um, are leveraged to uh, execute a strategy. So in that scenario, clearly the, the clients in that realm that are hiring you, if you're offering strategy, they're obviously not coming to you with a defined project. They have things like just big problems, or maybe they don't even know the problem, but there's, there's a lot less definition. Um, so therefore your opportunity to create a lot of value is, is, is larger. Yeah. I think those strategy companies or agencies we respect the most are the ones that have a certain method and recognize people's problems before they have them. So they'll say, hey, you know, this, this type of product needs to now be positioned in a new way because of a changing demographic or evolution of technology. And we will go invest in how to be successful in this strategy. And then we will go find clients that, will, that need that strategy and we can come alongside them and sell that method and that practice over and over again. And to me, this is the difference. Like we, you and I know a lot of service businesses that have been told, hey, get into strategy. And the first thing they want to do is go hire a strategist. Um, <laughs> right. But what they really did is added a new commodity to their service. Um, instead of actually looking at a, at a global problem or a problem with, with a larger scope and recognizing what the method or practice or execution would be strategically and then finding clients that need that. Um, you know, get out in the marketplace and need that and then sell that strategy to multiple, multiple brands or clients. So let's say, let's say I've, I've, I've got a bunch of services and I'm going to wrap them up together. So maybe it's something like branding and telling stories and creating promotions and so forth. Those are my services. And then I collapse those into something like, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to help you brand become a content platform. That's that's my strategy I'm now offering. Now to go up the next level, what does that look like? How do I, if I'm merging multiple strategies, what, where does that go? Yeah, this is great. So imagine asking the um, Secretary of Defense, the Secretary of Finance, and the Secretary of State, should we go to war? Right? So now you have three different strategists with, that all have the right answer. They're not wrong in what they're telling you. But, um, you know, Secretary of Finance is like, 
yeah, man, uh, war is good for money. Secretary of Defense is like, finally, you know, put us to work. And Secretary of State's like, no, don't do it. Absolutely not. It'll ruin our p- political positioning in the world. Don't go to war. And you have to discern between which strategies or how much of which strategy to use one to the other. Um, what you need to have there is vision. And it's the vision of where you want to go to understand how to work within that strategy, which strategies to work with and how much. And then those strategy groups then know which services to employ to get them out in the field and do the work. And those service groups know which commodities or resources to bring together in order to get the final execution of their piece of it. Um, So when multiple strategies come together and they're wrapped up into one thing, it's they're wrapped up into a vision. Yeah, and 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 what you need there is discernment, because mm-hmm. all all the strategies are correct for a certain result. You have to know which direction you're going. Like you need to know what what results you're looking for. So it's your vision, working with the right strategy or strategists to get make that happen, and then they just roll out. You know their you know, their executable results in services and then eventually the resources or commodities to get there. And you know that when we start talking about vision, I get super excited because when you're positioning at that level, it's what you and I call category creation. And that's a whole other topic. We could we could spend a whole rev thoughts just on that. But the opportunity there, I guess to use your analogy of should we go to war? You're this category called, are we the United States of America or are we a category called the United Kingdom or are we, are we a category called Russia, <laughs> right? Uh, is that, what's the vision? Um, and you're, one, you're that one of a kind, amazing, remarkable standout thing. Yeah, like I feel, I, I feel like in our current like contemporary time, Gary V is doing this, right? So Vander Media is really set themselves apart with a mm. specific strategy they know would work across the platform for brands and companies and, and thoughts. And then they're, they're, they've taken that vision to, to employ it in certain strategies. So they're not just selling Instagram ads or Facebook ads or social media only. They understand how that vision works no matter what the platform is or what the mm. content is. And because they understand or they understand where they're going, platform content agnostic, really. So if something new comes along, they get how that fits within that same vision. And then they they really are coaching people to understand that to a greater degree so that there's proper services. And a lot of coaching I feel like they do are to the service-based businesses saying, are you guys crazy? You should be taking advantage of this changing marketplace. There's so much opportunity in it. Um, but it's Gary's vision that floats down to those service businesses that inspire them to get into certain types of media or execution or platforms or, you know, structures. But really where I feel most people fall short is they believe if I get into, let's say Instagram videos that they think they've, they're onto something for a career. And in reality, no, you're onto something for a, for a timeline because eventually that service becomes a commodity. That's an interesting point you make there because in this, in this value pyramid, right? We have commodities, services, strategy, vision. And what's interesting is we notice over time, things that used to be really amazing, like 3D animation, was clearly, when it first emerged, it was almost a strategy, but then it rapidly became a service, and now it's just a commodity. So over time, 
things move down because of changes in supply and demand, the barriers to entry fall and so forth. Evolution of technology, speed of, of processing. Yeah. yeah d- democratization yeah, of digital and, and all, all other sorts of things. So what's our, what's our encouragement? We're, we're almost at our little 20 minute mark that we, we like to sort of wrap this up and keep it a sound bite or a nugget as people are hearing this and they're like, okay, so if I'm selling commodities, I should be thinking of ways to wrap these up and create services. And I'm just, if I'm just services, I should wrap these together and form strategy. And if I do strategy, I should be forming vision. Is that, is that it? Is that the takeaway? Yeah, sh- sure. So number one, always start with just know it's there, right? If, if we can get the message out there so people at least know that there's a value pyramid, it exists, and there's opportunity up and down that bar- value pyramid, that's already the first takeaway. Because if you didn't know it's there, you might not understand what else is happening in the industry or what separates you or distinguishes you one from another group. And then if anything that we talk about inspires you, like you recognize that there is something that you want to do beyond what you're currently doing, um, we want to open up that marketplace to you. So you're you're currently a strategy company. You recognize that there's opportunity within services or you want to be a visionary out there. You know what you're striving toward. And then each of those movements from where you are to where you're going to go needs its own strategy. It needs its own path, method, goal setting to get there. And you and I know, like, it's funny, that word passion, it's funny you put it down into the commodity side of it, because that passion really is where we start and what drives us all the way up to the top, right? So how do you employ where you want to go, the passion you have of what you do to get to climb up and leverage that, um, those newer values and new opportunities for value throughout that pyramid? Well, it's been fun. I mean, this is obviously part of what you and I getting together and doing these rev thoughts is all about where we get to explore and even test some of these theories. So I would definitely encourage listeners if they were hearing this and saying, wow, there's something there that, that I need to learn more, please, of course, reach out to us, give us feedback. We would love to continue the conversation. And I need to find a way to, to take this diagram that you and I have and, and publish it somewhere on our website or on social or something. So people can visualize this pyramid that you and I have been talking about as well. So don't, don't let me forget to do that. Yeah. I feel like today was a pretty academic rev thought. I don't know if we're rev thought as much, but I'll say something um, that I've recognized recently and just came up this week. There's a agency out there called stun creative. And uh, just a few days ago, February 5th, um, they were acquired and put together with another agency called Blackbird and a strategy and data company. Um, and you can see that group and what they're doing together. And that combination is really like working within this pyramid. They're, they've somehow recognized example. that and combined them all together to get certain results that they would control up and down the value pyramid. So that big movement we see in, in, our, in our industry, it has the equivalent of a, of a podcast you did earlier this year, Joel, with the, um, with the consultancy and how oh, consultancies... Delight. Yeah, that's right. Deloitte did it. And Deloitte, who is a strategy company, right? They're a consultancy. Why they're acquiring agencies and what they're doing in those acquisitions. It really is working along these value pyramids. So uh, I think it's always good for someone to recognize where they are, what the potential is, but also just have some some um, scope on what is actually happening in industry and a place to understand what these large movements um, are as well. 
first of all, I love that stun example. Thank you for that reminder because I totally agree. They are very much making a move up this pyramid. But I'm happy to that we're having this conversation. Uh, I, I've heard it said that knowledge doesn't lead to insight necessarily, but it gives you options <laughs> because once you know this and you realize, oh, this is the, the, the water that I'm swimming in, or this is the air that I'm breathing. Now you have choices called, well, do I want to continue doing that? Or do I want to make a different choice? So hopefully this, this conversation will give some of our listeners options that they didn't until now know they had. Oh, maybe I do want to move up that pyramid. Yeah, right. Oh, it always comes down to your why, which again is a totally different conversation, but um, it's why we do what we do. 